Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what you want. I'm your host, Kayleen Elise. My intention is to offer deep breaths and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. I'm here to help you listen to your intuition, trust your inner wisdom, and act with inspiration. Let's get to it. Hello, welcome back to Celebrate Cultivate. Today, we are going to talk about inner voice journaling and what exactly that is, how to do it, why you might want to do it, just all about what it is to sit down and journal with your intuition, your inner voice. This is a practice that I have been using personally for years, and it's something I encourage my clients to do. Sometimes I do it with them. I've done it in groups through the moon zooms that I used to host, and now I'm doing it with groups in Jess Lively's community, The Living Room. So if you've taken one of those classes with me in the past, this is going to be a little bit of a refresher, a reminder, and an invitation to revisit this practice if it's supportive for you. And if you've been curious about it or have no idea what I'm talking about, it'll be a little bit of an introduction and also an invitation to try this and check it out in your everyday life If you are wanting a deeper connection to your intuition, if you have specific questions you need answers to, or if you are wanting to tap into the well of wisdom within you in an easy, really low time commitment type of way, this is something that you can do as needed. This isn't a prescription and we'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, we're just going to dive into it. So first, what is inner voice journaling? So inner voice is a term that I often use and other teachers out there will use to talk about that voice inside yourself that is the calm, confident, easy voice within. So this is not your mind's chatter. (laughs) That isn't what I'm talking about when I say inner voice, though it is a voice, right? So there's many different voices that we can hear within our minds. Sometimes we hear the nervous chatter of our minds. Sometimes we hear our parents or our teachers, our coaches, any sort of leadership figure. We might hear them in our minds at times. Um, And then we have deeper within us often felt in the belly, in the heart, in the gut. It really doesn't matter where it's coming from, but we have this deeper sense of knowing. And sometimes that knowing gives us actual words. Other times it might give you a scene in your mind that you see playing out. You might just have an overwhelming sense of words, but not hear the words exactly. So that's what I'm talking about when I say inner voice. And it's also referred to as your intuition. So it can be kind of a pang or a tinge or a twinge, you know, it's like that feeling inside that is your inner voice. And journaling with your inner voice is when you connect with that 
in your being, in your awareness, and then you write words on paper with your hand in a journal or on a note card or on a post-it or a napkin. Um, or you can also do it on your phone. You can do it on your computer. You can connect with your inner voice, your intuition in any way that feels good and right for you. And when you journal with your inner voice, it is a different experience than just keeping it inside your awareness, just keeping it within, because it's an externalization of that wisdom. So you're taking it from the inside, receiving it, and then putting it out on paper or onto a screen. And that process of externalizing it helps your mind, helps the rest of you kind of see where it's coming from. And if you've ever done an inner voice session with a facilitator, or if you've done a session with me, then you've had the experience of your awareness having that inner voice, that intuition speak through you, but still it's through words. And so unless you listen back to your recording, which I recommend and I find it to be super helpful as both the coach and the recipients, the recordings are good, but still it isn't, you can't see it. So I often for my clients will write summaries and provide that written feedback component because I'm over there in a session taking lots of notes on what you are saying. But the journaling is sort of that similar experience of taking notes of what you are receiving. So that's what inner voice journaling is. It's taking that inner wisdom and putting it onto paper or putting it on a screen through typing. And how to do it is, I mean, it's really how you want to do it. The way I do it is how I'll share right now is I often will, when I'm facilitating, I usually host a guided meditation, give you a little bit of space and time to settle into your body, to have a bit of separation between your awareness and the thoughts that are in your mind. And then once you're in that more calm centered state, I'll set a timer for eight minutes and give you time to journal. The journaling experience can be a few different ways. You can write questions from the mind and then pause and listen to the wisdom that you receive and then write that down. Then in that time and space of having written down the responses, your mind might kick back on and say, hey, well, what about this? And have another question. And so write down that question. Then again, get calm, quiet, centered, listen, 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 and then write what you receive. When you do that question and answer back and forth, it can be a little hard and confusing to determine what is your mind and what is your inner voice. Any of that confusion and difficulty, I would say to do your best not to get wrapped up into it. If it is a little bit hard or a little bit sticky, that's okay. You are allowed to do your best without reaching perfection. <laughs> so try, 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 try to just let the experience be what it is. And if your mind is kind of kicking up a little bit of a storm and saying, well, who's saying what? And am I making this up? And all of those kind of questions. I just want you to know that that's perfectly normal. It's perfectly okay. And what I want to invite you to do is to move towards what feels good in your body. 
So if you're writing about a difficult interaction that you had with your partner, for example, and the inner wisdom that's coming through in your journaling is that you are okay, everything is okay, and then your mind says, yeah, but blah, 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 blah. Am I just saying that to make myself feel better? Da, 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 da. Maybe yes, maybe no. Does it really matter? Um, except for the fact that if you're feeling better, knowing that you're okay and everything's okay and those words coming through you, it's it's good. It's good to feel better about a tricky situation. And it's good to find that betterness through yourself. So even if your mind is playing the part of inner voice, as you're getting into this practice, as you're learning to differentiate between the voice of your mind and the voice of your inner wisdom, it's it's okay for there to be a tiny bit of confusion or a little bit of uncertainty it will get easier. You will find clarity. You will be able to identify your inner voice. You'll be able to pick it out in the crowd of voices that you hear within. It just takes some time and practice. So on your way to that space of feeling more confident, I just really want to encourage you to be gentle with yourself and know that perfection is not the aim at all. You're simply looking for the practice and progress of moving forward and doing this with yourself. It will get better. So that's one way, that question and answer kind of approach. The other way to do it is to simply sit and wait for the words to pour through you. So to allow your hands to write what you're receiving from your inner voice, from your intuition, without it really ever hitting the mind first. And this is the approach that I prefer because I think that flipping back and forth between the mind and inner voice can be a little bit tricky. It's less relaxing for me, though it does have its place. So I would definitely invite you to try both or do whatever you feel drawn to and most interested in, most excited by. For me, that has always been the free riding approach. So I still set a timer for eight minutes. That number for me is like the perfect number because in my mind, which is really who we have to get on board for this exercise, inner voice is ready for you whenever you tune in. But the mind can sometimes really has to just be willing and game to try it. So for me, five minutes of writing just doesn't feel like enough. My mind is like, no, that I won't get anything helpful in five minutes. A, that's not true. But, you know, we have to just make friends with our mind and do things that feel good to the mind. Ten minutes feels a little bit too much like a commitment that ten minutes... By the time I write 10 minutes, I know my hand is going to hurt and it just seems too long. So eight minutes is my happy medium compromise with my mind where I know I can fill a few pages of my journal if my if I'm really going, if I'm really writing. And even if not, eight minutes just feels like a perfect amount of time to breathe and receive and be with myself. And over and over and over again with clients and workshop participants and myself included, the amount of just calm connection that comes from eight minutes is astonishing. It also is kind of like a back door for a longer journal writing session or meditation session if that feels good to you. Because if you're sitting down and your timer goes off at eight minutes and you're like, nope, I need a little bit more, 
you can and you're you've just like opened the door for yourself it feels so so good so when i'm receiving in that open receiving mode and not using my mind to interpret there's a few again a few different approaches one which is sometimes what happens at first for people especially if you have a tendency to be someone who writes or be kind of a talker is you might feel like your hand can barely keep up with the words that are pouring through you. It might just be like a race and your hand might writing might be like chicken scratch. You might feel like you're typing so, so quick. And I would just go with it. Just go with what feels right. Go with what is happening and do your best to leave the questioning, leave the interpretation off to the side for after that timer goes off. The other approach that you can have is to really, really wait in the stillness until your hand is totally compelled to move and to give yourself and your inner wisdom and your hand a lot more space in between the words. This will be slower and more like what is happening for most people in an intuition session with a coach or a facilitator. Oftentimes, we're just reaching for one word at a time. And that journal writing experience is very different than just like letting it all pour out like a faucet. But both are great. So if you are somebody who is like just in it and letting one word come at a time, that is beautiful and perfect just go with it. And if you are like chasing those words with your pen, that's also good. The timer goes off. That is a time to wrap up that whatever you're writing. And for me personally, I really like to challenge myself to stop because if you've ever tried like anything new exercise or whatever, there is a tendency to like overdo it the first few times. So you might write like, you might, you might feel the desire to like have the eight minutes go up and then you're like, no, 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 I need to keep writing. And then you'll write, 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 write. And then the next day you don't feel like it because you wrote so much the day before. That's totally fine. You're allowed to do whatever feels good and right for you. However, for me personally, I've learned over time that overdoing it at the beginning isn't really that helpful for me it makes me not want to do things in the future. So I'm trying to make it as small and accessible as possible by keeping it to that eight minutes. Then I read it back. And if I'm in a group session, if I'm, if I'm facilitating a session with a group, I like to invite people to share what they receive from their intuitions, because there are a lot of parallels and similarities. And even when there aren't parallels and similarities, it's just really beautiful to be able to see and hear and experience what other people are receiving from their intuition. Oftentimes, it will offer you a bit of calm, a bit of relief or release. There's a lot of reassurance oftentimes, and this is so potent, so powerful to receive from yourself. This is something you can totally do on your own in eight minutes to feel better, to receive clarity, to get answers. And those are all things that a lot of people are suffering with day in and day out. Like, what should I do? Why do I feel so bad? Blah, 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 blah. You're in your head a lot. And so to be able to get some release and relief and some reassurance in yourself 
can really just help you feel better and more confident and calm in your everyday life. And the thing I really like about this practice is it's cumulative. It is a practice. And so as you do it more, you will get more confident. You will be able to drop in easier. You will feel like it is something that you can do on your own if you've never done it before and you're like, I need help, Kayleen. That's fine. I'm coming with more details on how you can get some help here just in a minute. Um, But it is something that you can do on your own. And I really like that. And if eight minutes isn't the right number for you, find one that is. Maybe you're a five minute person or maybe you're a 15 minute. Whatever it is, as you start to do this, you'll start to know what works best for you. So why would you want to do this? I've already kind of touched on that, but it could be that you're looking for specific answers to a specific problem. Let's say that in your business, you are trying to do all of the marketing things that you know you're supposed to be doing, but it doesn't feel right or you feel like you're kind of swimming upstream. It could be that you sit down with the intention of really just getting clarity on what you should do marketing the current thing that you're offering. Or maybe you're overwhelmed by meal planning. And so you want to get some intuition, wisdom from yourself about how you can streamline meal planning in your house. You can bring very practical, grounded, like everyday basic questions to your intuition and get answers. And that really, I think, makes life flow so much easier when the things that are bugging us the most Um, sometimes we just need a different perspective and it's great that you have multiple perspectives within yourself and it's really good practice for having that stronger connection to your intuition so that, you know, eventually maybe you don't need to journal on everything. You will just be able to tap into that wisdom when you need it on the fly, on the go in your life. Some people like doing this practice as needed. Other people like to set a time in the morning or in the evening to sit down with their journal. So I would feel through what is best for you. For me personally, I have ebbed and flowed through life of journaling. (laughs) I started journaling when I was very young and it was at first a record of how many laps I was swimming in the pool because I was a competitive swimmer when I was young. And so it was like a record of my workouts and what I was eating and how I was feeling about my goals in swimming. And then my journaling evolved into, you know, life with boys and friends and drama with family and all of that. And my journal was a huge source of support for me through some really dark times. And I found that I always came to my journal when I was at a really low, low. And I would always start my journal entries with an apology. I don't know who I was apologizing to. I suppose myself or my actual journal. And I would just say, I'm sorry it's been so long since I've written. And I felt compelled to have to catch up on everything that had happened since I wrote in my journal last. And that really did stop me from journaling on a consistent basis because if it had gone too long, then I felt like I needed to rehash my whole life before I could write about what was happening in the moment. So that approach to journaling 
was supportive and helpful for me, but it also was kind of a frustrating way to do it. So I really like this new approach to inner voice journaling because it's guilt-free. I don't have to apologize. It is always there for me. And it's something that I found I can come to when I need it. And if I don't do it, I don't feel bad about it. And that is the relationship that I want to have with my inner voice, with my intuition, with myself, with my journal. You know, I just want it to be something that is good and uplifting and supportive and useful in my life and not that makes me feel bad. So that's why one of the many reasons why I really like it. Okay, so to wrap up, I just want to share that I am facilitating, leading, and hosting some free classes on inner voice journaling with Jess Lively's Living Room, which is this new thing she's offering. She has a bunch of workshops and classes all to help you connect with your intuition, and they're all totally free. So I'll link to that in the show notes. But looking ahead, there's another free class with me on April 19th, May 3rd, and May 17th, all at 2 p.m. Eastern time for inner voice journaling. And what we do in that class together is we sit down, we have a guided meditation, it's facilitated and hosted on Zoom, and I lead you through that meditation, which lands in your journal. So then we open up our journals, I set the timer for eight minutes, we write, and then we gather as a group after the journaling to share what has happened, what questions we have. It's just a really nice time to connect with the community, to hear about other people's intuitions and inner voices, and to get your questions answered by me if you have something that you wanna talk about. So I'd love for you to join me. I'll include the links to sign up for those in the show notes, which you can click the link in this podcast to go to that, or you can find it at KayleenElise.com. And again, those free sessions coming up are April 19th, May 3rd, and May 17th, all at 2 p.m. Eastern time. If you enjoyed today's episode and are taking something with you, if you're trying inner voice journaling for the first time or revisiting it, Please take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Tag me at Kayleen Elise with a little note about what this episode meant to you. And again, if you really feel like there's somebody specific you want to send this to, text them the link so that they can go and listen to it. That's always a nice thing to do with your friends. And as we wrap up today, I just want you to know that you are doing so well you are guided, you are on the path to your desires. So stay curious and watch for magic. Keep listening to your intuition. Play with trusting that beautiful wisdom that you receive. And when you act, let inspiration flow through you. Guilt-free, apology-free, with that inspiration just flowing through you, even in the smallest of ways. Thank you so much for listening. Visit KayleenElise.com for links and notes from today's episode. Connect with me on Instagram. I'm at KayleenElise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.